In whatever you do, it's important to know where you're going. You see, it's not so much about how you're going to get there, because that will be determined by your resources, your trip, your energy, your desire. All of those things will determine how you'll get there. But where you're going, well, that's kind of where you have to begin. If you don't know where you're going, then nothing else matters. It's like having a GPS and not having an address to plug into the system. GPS is a powerful thing. It's an incredible system and it can help you get anywhere you need to go. But if you don't have an address, if you don't know where you're going, then it can't help you. And sure, I mean, you can look at the map, you can look at it from a high level view, you can see how the roads connect, you can be amazed at the beauty and the art behind everything. But if you don't know where you're going to go, if you don't decide a point on that map, you're not going to get there. So to be able to know where you're going to go, you need clarity. And the same thing is with business. If you have a business and you want to market that business, you want to have marketing done, you want to hire a company or whatever it is that you want to do, you need to know what it is that you want out of the marketing, where it is that you're going with the flyers or the ads or the video or the podcast. Where are you going? Clarity is extremely important to understand that. On today's show, we'll talk to Chris Morano with Blue Water Marketing, and we'll talk about how we can dial in, have clarity about where we're going. That way, we can determine how best to get there. Hello and welcome to the podcast Stories from Port St. Lucie, Florida. I am your host, Jorge Coxach. This podcast is dedicated to telling the stories of the people, the movements, the places, and the businesses that make Port St. Lucie feel like a small town, despite the fact that it's one of the fastest growing cities in all of the United States of America. In this podcast, you will hear people's stories of how they started businesses. You will hear them talk about their lives and what drives them to do what they do to form the bustling, thriving community that is our town here in Port St. Lucie. Hi, my name is Chris Morano. I am the owner of Blue Water Marketing and Savage Man Grooming here in Port St. Lucie. Awesome. Uh, what, what's Savage Man Grooming? What, what is that? It sounds like uh, you're outside and you kind of use a, maybe a, a squirrel's bones for, for a hair comb or something. <laughs> yeah, so Savage Man <laughs> Grooming is kind of my latest little project that I have going on. It's a direct-to-consumer e-commerce brand yeah. um, based out of Port St. Lucie. And mm-hmm. as you can tell, and unfortunately the listeners can't, I have a beard. Love, you know, my beard had it since I was 16. Mm. And speaking with different people there was kind of a need for that in the market and uh did some yeah. competitive research and created this brand yeah I, I i love that i definitely need to get my beard game up 
I'm, I'm feeling a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's amazing. Um, how did you get to Port St. Lucie? I mean, out of all the places that you could live. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of just dropped on the map on this one. Um, I'm originally from Boston, lived there until I was about 27, moved to California, lived in Colorado. I was kind of doing that backpack marketing lifestyle. And Colorado is beautiful, great mountain biking and hiking and skiing, but uh, I really miss the ocean. Yeah. Hence why I have the name of the other business, Blue Water Marketing, because it's just ah. a passion of mine. And uh, came down here to sunny South Florida and haven't looked back since. Huh. Blue water. And, and did you find the blue waters you were looking for here? For sure. <laughs> Not as blue as the Bahamas, but blue enough that it, it got me to settle down. I've never been to the Bahamas. Do you go there often? Not, not often enough. We'll no. put it that way. <laughs> but now, when you got to Port St. Lucie, you weren't married yet. Correct. But I, I hear you found your spouse here. Yes. Another blessing um, in that I met her probably six months into being here. And one thing led to another, and, and we're now married. We yeah. just welcomed our first child in July, and we have a golden doodle. You know, it's the yeah. American dream. The American dream. Yeah. One child and a golden doodle. Yeah. <laughs> it's, life is good, my friend. <laughs> and, li and living by the beach with your beard. Yeah, and your exactly. wife. <laughs> That's good. That's good, man. What, what got you into marketing in the first place? Yeah, so I, when I went to college up in, up in Boston, you know, there was – it's always that weird time where you don't know what you want to do with your life. Yeah. Um, and I took some marketing and advertising classes and quickly switched my major to that. Wow. Um, and so got my degree in marketing and advertising and business. And then my first job out of school was for a pretty hmm. major advertising agency. And, you know, really got thrown right into the mix of like what multi, yeah. multi-million dollar campaigns look like, Fortune wow. 500 companies. And just really developed a passion for it. And mm. from there, I went to what we call the client side, you know, mm -hmm. working for the businesses who had ad agencies working for them. Yeah. You know, working with the PGA Tour and Wall Street Journal and just major corporations wow. and just fell in love with it. Yeah. I mean, what what is there to fall in love with when it comes to marketing? For me, truly like the troubleshooting. Okay. Um, the troubleshooting, the data, and then the creative. You know, figuring out what resonates with people, what return on investment are we getting, you know, yeah. really in the weeds with the numbers and yeah. figuring out established goals of the client. Like, what is your goal with this? Mm. And then taking that, breaking it apart to determine how we're going to get there. Mm -hmm. um, that's really what I've found. But what, what do you think... Um is the biggest lesson from perhaps major companies with, with with big marketing budgets, the differences between the way that they approach marketing versus the way that a small business approaches marketing? What do you think the biggest difference is and, and how a small business can benefit perhaps, I'm assuming, sure. that they can benefit from these major corporations? So I think the, the most, when I speak with local businesses, you know, they have their goal of, you know, more phone calls or more leads or more yeah. sales. Yeah. But breaking that down deeper into understanding, well, 
Maybe there's a flaw in your sales process. Maybe there's a flaw in your customer journey in that there's confusion around your service offering. So yeah. the way we like to do it is, you know, we get the goal and then from there we want to understand like who your target is. Right. You know, I, I know for my company there's certain people that just don't fit the mold of what we're good at. Right. And so establishing like, hey, who is your target audience? And from there, right applying those that thought process to getting to those goals because that was the biggest thing with these big corporations they knew they weren't going after 16 to 21 year olds they knew who their target was what their pain points are so that they were able to speak to them and so now it's a kind of applying that same principle on a local level so i i think what i'm hearing you say is that there is a very uh, clear direction there's a clear outcome so so perhaps clarity i mm -hmm. think is 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 the big difference here from what i'm hearing you say uh, what do these companies do to perhaps get that clarity as a business owner i think what i found is having to take that step back you know yeah. a lot of times business owners are in the weeds all the time they're running around sales calls they're dealing with employees and customers and really taking a step back and looking at what the pain points of the business is before diving into marketing. Um, we've, mm. we've helped a lot of people like create yeah. a sales process because they didn't have one, mm. you know, implementing a CRM because they didn't have one. They were still using files or right. what does a, CRM mean? A customer relationship management tool. Okay. Um, so using that to determine where the leads are coming through, where your sales team is following up. I mean, some of these tools now are like remarkable that you can see when phone calls were made, add follow-ups. Yeah. yeah. And so for a, a, especially a service-based business, understanding that, you know, how do we get to the goal? It's not just the marketing, it's a lot of the business side of it as well. Right. You know, I right. found, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about a, a square with four quadrants in it. Yeah. And on the top left, you put what you're, you're not good at and what you're not, don't enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. Top right is what you're not good at, but you still enjoy it. Bottom left is what you're really good at and enjoy. And then bottom right is what you're good at, but don't enjoy, mm. you know? So breaking apart your whole business into these four quadrants quickly helps you identify where you need help. And then from there, wow. you can start to culminate this idea of how we're gonna reach these goals. Yeah, helps to serve that purpose and that end and having a very clear perspective, a clear direction. Yeah, I mean, everyone wants to make $10 million and work five hours a week, but like, right. it's, not the, it's not the reality of things. Right. So how do you work to make your life a little bit easier and then put the moving pieces together to help you at least get something accomplished? Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you worked with small businesses as well? Yes. In your marketing ventures? Yeah. Yeah. It, what, what are the steps that you take to help them obtain clarity? First thing is integrating one of these CRMs. You know, Blue Water Marketing, quick shout out, is a, a HubSpot agency partner. And, you know, yeah. we found them to be like the most effective CRM for, for businesses in helping to create this process for the customer. You know, some mm. of these home service businesses or service, it's a quick phone call, you get the lead. But for more of a higher end purchase if i'm yeah. making a decision i i kind of do my research before cutting a check for five thousand dollars i need to know right. what i'm getting 
And so understanding that it might not be a first click, first call. It might be a, they click, maybe there's a piece of content that explains what the pain point is. Yeah. Maybe there's retargeting ads that re-engages with these people down the line. Yeah. So really working through and understanding these businesses so that we can bring these tools to them to help. Yeah. So a person that doesn't have a CRM system will call a lead after they get a lead. And if they say no, that's it. They'll that's just it. move on to the next person. Correct. Um, instead, if they're following a CRM process, with you said with the redirection, perhaps they take that no and they put them into a category and then reach out to them again right. in, in, a, in a few months or in a year to see if perhaps now they're ready for that service. Exactly. You know, and, and now with a newborn and that golden doodle, life gets busy. If I'm looking for something <laughs> and all of a sudden the baby starts crying or the dog starts, I get distracted. I yeah. forget what I was doing. I don't go back to it. And that's society now, right? We're all so busy. And so it's making sure that your business or your brand is kind of in front of them. You know they're interested. So how do we make sure that they follow through on that purchase? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and another benefit that I could see from that is um, I had a, a small business owner I was working with recently who was calling people that have already bought from him. And just, you know, he knew the life cycle of that particular product. And he thought, okay, well, it's about this time. Maybe they'll need something else. Right. So within a few weeks, within a few months, he calls them back and says, hey, you know, how are you doing and catching up and this and this and that. And it didn't fail every single time that person sat down to make a call, the people that he was following up with purchased again. Mm -hmm. Something you, oh, I've been meaning to call you. Oh, I've been meaning to talk to you yep. about such and such thing. Yeah. And it's so, I mean, it's super important to understand the lifetime value of your customer. You know, what is that? What is the lifetime value of a customer? So if you're a, a landscaping company, mm -hmm. you charge $100 a month. Mm -hmm. On average, you uh, have a customer for three years. Yeah. So that $100 a month times 36 months, that's the average lifetime value of your customer. And so the sales process is super important for that reason. We have a client who about every two to three years – it's time for the revamp of his service. Right. And so ensuring that, once again, a CRM is being used so that there's tasks once the job's completed, three years from now or two and a half years from now, they're going to get an email that says, hey, are you ready for X, Y, and Z? Yeah. You know, sign up today for a percentage off as a returning customer. You know, right. different things like that. Once you understand the lifetime value, you can start equating actual marketing dollars to it. And that Google ads might seem expensive, but if you're paying $10 for a click, you're converting and that customer stays with you for six years, I'll spend $10 every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, and I think that that's, that's interesting. You bring up this whole idea of the value of marketing um, versus the cost. Mm. Because sometimes um, when, when, especially when I work with my clients, uh, since, you know, I'm a marketing agency as well, when I work with my clients, we talk about the cost of it, but the cost is one aspect of it. You have to understand the value of it, and the value is what the customer means to you. Mm -hmm. So what the customer means to one business may not be what a customer means to another business. Right. To one business, one customer may be, could be thousands and thousands of dollars, mm -hmm. and then that cost seems very small in comparison. Right. 
Yeah, I think, you know, at Blue Water, we really try to, to be a partner with companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't like working for people, which is why I own my own businesses. So we partner with people. And it's not just, hey, we're going to run your Google Ads campaign. It's, hey, how can we help your business based on the hundreds of clients we've had? How can we take our experience to help you better grow your businesses through marketing and these other things? I mean, the CRMs and the email, all these different things work together. And so it's it's always a value proposition. It's never like, a, hey, this is going to cost you $1,500 a month. It's with this three thousand dollars you're going to get all of these different things and we're going to be able to help you in all these different facets not just x you know Mm. and and it really is a value and it's like i said understanding our clients businesses so we can identify that Mm. value and then at the end of the year when you have 170 percent growth Mm -hmm. you know we can all hang out and celebrate in a christmas party What are some stories of of perhaps a a business that you've worked with where um, they 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 you've brought them through the process? Perhaps they didn't understand the the importance of CRM and the importance of of the lifestyle of a of a of a client, Hmm. Um, and then you were able to help them through that process. Yes. So one of our e-commerce clients, one of our e-commerce clients on a on a national scale. we were brought in as a consultant okay. to start, um, and it was twenty thousand. It was a massive Facebook ads budget. The search engine optimization campaign was very large. Yeah, and they weren't sure. You know, they they really didn't know. They know they weren't getting many purchases, and so we were brought in to consult on certain aspects and. And looking at how things were being done, there was a lot of money being thrown around with no true end in sight. So we were brought in, and and now they've been with us for the last two years, in that we were able to equate dollars. We were able to equate that customer journey that, on average, this purchase didn't take place for at least six days. So they see an ad, and generally it was a six-day process. So identifying what are we showing them, between day two and day mm-hmm. six when they purchase. How can we better optimize this? And like I said in the beginning, it's really about the data. You know, understanding yeah. this headline worked really well. These two body copy worked really well. These three videos worked really well. Okay, we clearly need to write in this tone of voice, make more of these creative assets, mm-hmm. and then scaling from there. You know, and the search engine optimization is like the big question mark everybody has always. Right. Like, what is SEO? And like it's such a complex aspect because there's web development, there's content, there's link building. Mm -hmm. And so what we were able to do is got a significant amount of high quality publishers to link back to them. And now they're getting, I don't know, 20,000 plus people a month organically Mm. to their website. Then they have the social media ads, the YouTube, you know, so they have this full media mix Mm. that what started out as a consultation and an audit of these accounts has led to significant revenue for this business. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you mentioned something that's that's very important here that that our listeners may not be aware of, but it's the whole concept of backlinking Mm. for because a lot of people think SEO and they only think of, well, how, how can I make sure that websites are finding me 
and 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 my content and my things online they don't think about working with other websites can you talk to right. us a little bit about that yeah so last week actually we were doing a uh, just a quick backlink analysis of the blue water marketing site hmm. and a da a domain authority which is like the overall trust score that one of these big companies put together a da of 93 linked to us and and i'm sure you know but for the listeners neilpatel.com you know massive marketing guru in the world one of his content pieces linked back to one of our content and so you know the reason why we create podcasts and videos and blogs is to get a bigger reach and uh it was like a little victory for blue water the blue water team because we were like wow neil patel really just linked to one of our blogs but that's the power of content right if you create Hmm. great content whether that be written or video or audio with podcasts people are going to hear it there's valuable information here oh hey i'm going to put this really great article i'm going to link to it so when i reference a statistic in a blog and i say according to so and so you know facebook ads have this far reach well that person just got a backlink from me but i wouldn't have done that if it wasn't a quality piece of content right uh, and then with focus more, on the quality right always quality um, wow. and then from there you get higher rankings on Google because now you're getting all these other people linking to your website Google yeah. says oh this must be relevant yeah I was talking to another marketer uh, not too long ago and they were telling me you know a lot of people are obsessed with SEO because of like what you said it seems to be like this you know mystical <laughs> mythical creature yeah. you know how do we how do we slay it and he's like you know you're not going to beat the google bots right you know they're not they're not a stupid system right they're a very intelligent system and they're not going to send you traffic just because you wished it for it to be so right you have to be producing quality content yeah it really is the key to it i mean we're based in stewart we, we rank number one in west palm beach you know it's wow. because we we've really seo is like that driver but there's a i have a huge issue with seo because of these phone call companies that call you and say hey we're going to get you ranked on google and these poor mom and pop shops yeah they buy in they buy in oh for 99 dollars a month and you know they sign up for four years yeah yeah and they just wasted you know it, it is unfortunately yeah. confusing and, and sometimes when i get talking people are like what are you referencing yeah. but there's just a lot of confusion about it. They're just going to a database with articles and right. picking them and throwing them on your site and just doing some keywords and right. throwing them in there thinking, oh, that's it. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Like long gone are the days where you could hide white font on a white background that's a digital marketing agency over and over again. You know, yeah. you just can't do those kind of things anymore. And, and Google's caught on. I mean, Google's AI is smarter than any of us could ever be. Yeah. Right. And that's what he was talking about. He was saying, you know, it's it's not you have to you have to build that. It's almost like social proof almost Mm -hmm. for these bots. If they find your links in other pages, especially pages that are reputable and have a good number of traffic, then your website is going to have more of a reputation and a better reputation. Exactly. You know, and all you have to do is look at your Google Analytics account and look at the volume of traffic from organic sources. You know, we have yeah. tons of case studies, and it's like, okay, we started out 200 people or 1,000 people, and now there's 20,000 people. It's just this constant graph if it's done correctly. Mm. So that brings up 
uh, the the very important question for our listeners if if they have a small business and they're trying to rank better on Google or or create better content what do you do to make better content mm. you know um, content the kind of content that that would attract attention the kind of content that would um, get people to go there and click on your link in the first place so I think it goes back to that target audience it's understanding who your customer is so that you can create content that helps them okay so if you're a roofing company if i need to get my roof replaced i'm going to research color shingle options i'm going to research do i do a tile roof a metal roof a shingle roof you know so it's creating content that's going to help people you can't write a blog that says, hey, we're the best roofing company in South Florida, so reach out to us, and we're all good-looking, and, you know, everyone's <laughs> shredded, and, you know, we don't work with our shirts on. That's it, the case with my marketing yeah. agency. We never wear shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you can't do that anymore. So it's like, how can I help my customers? And I always ask our clients, like, when people call, what are the questions they ask you? It's yeah. the easiest way of creating content. Hmm. Make a list of 30 questions you get every hmm. month. From there, you you start a, an outline like back like you were in middle school of how, what kind of subtopics can you write about within this main question? Hmm. And now you have the format of your written piece of content and then you begin writing. Yeah. Um, but I, I, my, the always the goal is to help. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, questions people are asking so answer those questions yeah i, I love the it, there's two things that i love about that first of all it's um approaching people with the desire to help them mm -hmm. you know that's Have that's to. that's a huge component to it and i think the second portion is there answering questions mm -hmm. there was a time when um i i worked um i, I still have it a nonprofit that it focuses on suicide prevention mm. and most of the talks that i gave were maybe 10 to 15 minutes long. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the hour that I was with them was Q&A. Yep. Just obsessively focused on questions. Yeah. Because that's where people are learning. Exactly. And, and that's where, you know, there's greed everywhere, right? But there's enough money in this world to go around. So why not apply the principles of karma or being helpful to your customers? Yeah. I mean, customer service is the number one thing. Customer's always right. You know, and so, well, if that's the case, what can you do to bridge the gap between their potential confusion during their purchasing decision phase and your business? Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. What are some of the best questions that you've gotten? Do you think uh, <laughs> we get questions all the time? Um, Maybe one that you remember. I know I just put you on the spot there to, to remember one, but maybe you've gotten a question that or a repetitive question. What, what, which, what's a question you get often about that? How are you going to make me more money? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but you know that, and it's true. Yeah. It's true. You know, um, people think that, for example, I, I work with Facebook ads a lot, mm -hmm. and, um, and people think, well, I put this ad up, and they call me the next day and say, how come I don't have, you know, 50 new customers that paid right. in cash full? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <What? laughs> I think really for what it is, it truly depends on the businesses. I mean, the question is what will work best for my business? Yeah. 
and it's such a broad question, right? Because you might think Google ads or Facebook ads or SEO or email blast, but it really comes down to what the business is. Mm. And, and that's where I think we're really good at understanding is that journey, mm. you know, because SEO, it does not work for the 24 hour emergency plumber. Yeah. It's not going to work. A Google ad is going to work perfectly because someone's searching for it at 11 o'clock yeah. at night. Your ad pops up. They make the phone call easy. Hmm. For a SaaS company, you know, where there's this huge journey, content marketing is key. You drive them to a landing page. They download an ebook, mm -hmm. And now you have them in your CRM with this beautiful sales process to make sure after six months these, this company converts. Um, you know, B2B or B2C, like there's so many variables and I think it's, it's a case by case. And, you know, mm -hmm. if there's anybody listening that's looking for marketing companies, like do their research, don't just go for the 449 package, you know, understand what they're going to do for you. Look into the different deliverables. If it's a set it and forget it price, run for the hills, you know, mm -hmm. make sure that people are spending time to learn a little bit before they decide you know you decide to move forward with some marketing initiative yeah it's it's important and, and the kind of questions that people are asking um i, I heard uh, just yesterday i was in a, listening to a podcast that was talking about how the questions that that you ask if they're just focusing on tangible you know number driven things then that may not be the best question you want mm -hmm. you want questions that are broader right and and perhaps that that are digging deeper um, what 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 do you want this to make people feel? Right. You know, and that's the kind of question that I explore a lot with with my clients is what's the feel mm -hmm. you want um, people to have when they when they when they wear this piece or when they see this logo? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just it's not just the I, I want this picture. Or right. The, it's it's the feel. Of it. Yeah, it, it's the feel and it's the process. So. You know, if we're onboarding a client and they, they say they want a 3x ROAS return on their ad spend. Okay, so what are you at now? Oh, we're at a 0.5. Okay, so now we have to get from a 0.5 to a 3. That's a huge difference of return on investment. And so understanding that could be a tangible number that we will get to, but here's the process and how we're going to try to get there. And just instead of just saying, oh, yeah, we can definitely get you to a 3x or, you know, for every $100 you spend, we're going to make you 500 Great. Sounds amazing. But over-promising and under-delivering is what always happens with that. So it's, hey, we're going to do this checklist of things to have a better success rate to get to that end goal that you're desiring. Mm. You know, oh, I want 100 leads a month. How many do you get on average? Eight. Okay, so we have to get 92 leads. We're going from eight to nine, you know, 100. So a huge difference. Yeah. And it might be able to get there in 12 months, but let's figure out how we're going to get there hmm. before just looking at that goal. Hmm. Making it achievable. Yeah. Based on your history and your track record. Right. right. You know, if I'm failing a class in high school or I have a mm -hmm. D, one test isn't going to get me to an A. So I have to right. do a whole lot of work to get there. And it's that same principle with marketing and business. Mm-hmm. Now you've worked with many different kinds of marketing. Um, which one is is the not the most effective, or maybe not the most flashy, but the one that you enjoy working on the most? Um, social media. Yeah. I th I like the 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 data 
around it mm. as well as the creative mm. you know so we have a production studio at, at our offices cameras lights all of that mm. um i like creating i mean that's what i if i could do just create content for the rest of my life i would be happy you yeah. know so i think face social media is a blend of content and data that you can use yeah. to be extremely successful yeah wow you know, I, I feel like it's Christmas when when I when I did everything, I, I got this campaign set up, I uploaded the creative and I'm ready to launch and it's it's in review. And then I'm waiting for it to start delivering and start delivering the ads. And I'm excited to see what the results are going to be. It's mm -hmm. it's exciting thing, you know. Yeah. But like you said, a lot of it is adjustment the next day. Right. Yeah, three uh, days later, you're back in there turning yeah. off everything you just started. <laughs> It's fun, you know, I laugh because that's happened to me so many times. And I felt like, you know, because like, I don't know why it is, but I, I feel like not enough marketers talk to each other. Yeah, I feel I like I feel like we should, you know. Like but, we have some hidden key to the castle, <laughs> like any of us know what we're actually doing. You know, because I feel like that. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so sure yeah. this ad is going to work mm -hmm. and do great and just crush it. And then after 24 hours or 48 hours, and you're just like scratching your head, like you get a point four click through rate, <laughs> right? I mean, you're just like, I don't. Yeah. And then you have to redo it, right? You know, and it's just back to the drawing board. And but that's the fun of it too. It, that's what it is. I think it's like trying to put a a, a puzzle together that's blank. You have no idea what this puzzle looks like, and you have to figure it out. Mm. Um, that's what marketing is now. It's mm. not like the billboards or the print ads or impressions and CPMs. It's now like you have all of this information, and you have to break it all apart, starting mm. at the ad level, the headline, which one works better, which call to action works better. I mean, it's like this thing that can keep you up at night, but it's just yeah. uh, it's like a high. You know, yeah. it really is. And then once you do yeah. that quarterly report and you know they're at a goal they want to do attain or their traffic is at thousands of people a month and and you can say well i told you so <laughs> you <laughs> meanwhile, know, meanwhile you were sweating in the yeah, meanwhile i'm 33 years old i have gray hairs everywhere yeah, my beard's yeah. gray but like that's the most rewarding oh, part we have yeah. we have like a, a lifetime client of ours almost now we've had him for like three and a half years and over time they've built more trust with us right we, we execute and and now it's a matter of like i told you so mm. you know because thousands they're not even doing any other ads right now their seo is just unbelievably ranking traffic yeah. i mean it's unreal and i can smile and we've built a great relationship now that i can smile and just yeah. be like mm, you know told yeah. you yeah but and that's what makes all the sleepless nights or the hard work or whatever you mm -hmm. know worth is when you can say yeah. hey it worked you yeah. know let's keep this thing going yeah and and, and like you said they stuck with you yeah. for three years mm -hmm. you know and, and that's an important thing whatever marketing you are doing you have to see it through over time yeah you know? and you have to build a, a rapport i mean my biggest thing is with all of our clients is communication with our account managers and different people is ensuring that like this isn't you don't hear from us once a month yeah. i mean some do because they opt to because they're busy but like we want to be a partner in your business and, and yeah. communication build relationships and and send pictures you know like have that personal connection and that's where i think a lot of people get lost in digital because it's like this obscure thing yeah but 
if you build that relationship, you work together, I mean, anything is achievable. Yeah. What are some tangible things that perhaps small businesses can do to keep track of how they're, let's say they do have a company that they've hired out and mm. they're trusting them and they don't know whether or not they're, they're doing a good job right. or not. Because um, I was just talking to my wife about this, but she was telling me, um, she's like, you know, you could, you could, you have some people on the internet that have these like claims and just these 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 outlandish things, you yeah. know, and 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 you hear it and you're just like, wow, that's amazing. I want to do that. Of course, I want that, you know. Um, but then there's no way to really measure that. Yeah. So so how do you? What are some practical things that that perhaps a small business owner can do to track how well their ads are doing? So it's really difficult. And like I going back to when you the most common question I get asked, you know, when I hear phone calls coming to the office and it's somebody talking about a marketing company that's not doing anything for them so what i did is on the youtube channel which you can find me at chris morano on youtube we created like how to change a marketing company video because yeah. of this issue in that like if you sign on that dotted line or you send payment and then never hear back you know the wow. other thing that i'm a huge advocate for is that every business should own and have ownership permissions of their Google Analytics, their Google AdWords, their Facebook Business Manager, their WordPress, their website. Yeah. Like you, that these are assets to your business. And so, if you need some, to own them. If a marketing company says, "Hey, we're going to create this for you and do this," and like we have process documents that we can send to our clients and say, "Hey, here's how to create your own Google Ads account," and then yeah. just add us, so that if we ever go our separate ways, you still have this. Right. And a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. I, I think that what you just touched on is extremely important because um, I'll, I'll take an account where there was a marketing team working with that account where they owned everything. Mm -hmm. And now the person has no idea. Right. Has no idea what's been going on with their account. They didn't even know that, that, that Google Analytics existed. Yeah. And so I'm going in there taking back the possession mm -hmm. of those accounts putting the owner in possession of those accounts of the, of the business and then adding myself right. for whatever project uh, permission level I need. And then hearing from them saying, well, what is that? What do you mean I'm adding you on? And I go, well, this is how it's supposed to work. Right. You're not supposed to give them full control. Right. You know, um, it's supposed to be that they work in your account with your permission and whenever you want, you can kick them out. Yeah. It's super, I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's really disheartening sometimes you hear like, business owners and they they don't have any access to their account or they have to pay $10,000 to get their website because they're trying to get out of a three-year contract. You know, just absurd things and unfortunately just, I don't know if it's people naive or just not understanding, but it's really, uh, it's kind of like our biggest barrier yeah. is because I feel like so many people's trust have been broken in the mm. quote-unquote mm. marketing world. Yeah that rebuilding that trust and that's where those personal relationships come in yeah yeah it's so, so important yeah but i mean if you have a google analytics account check your traffic sources look at how many people you're getting if they're if you're paying two thousand dollars a month and you have eight people coming to your website clearly something is not working you know just mm -hmm. look at those surface level numbers how long are these people coming on your website is it less than 30 seconds or is it two minutes so quickly easily identify quality of traffic if yeah. they come to your website and they leave they're not your customer if they come and they spend two or three minutes you know it's quality traffic 
I mean, just super broad, high-level things like that just to look at. Mm -hmm. To keep track of, of how these things are doing. Right. Um, so uh, if you don't have a Google Analytics, I think that that's one of the takeaways from this to. conversation. Yes. Make sure that you get it. It does tell you where your traffic is coming from. Correct. It doesn't just tell you um, what how Google is doing. Right. It's or specific. how your marketing company is doing. Right, right, right. It tells you. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> What have they done with my money? Yeah. So, you know, it does give you an idea of, right. of, of how your website is performing in general. And back to the idea of the blog and the articles, it tells you how each article is performing. Correct. Yeah, you know, I think there's a huge need for transparency nowadays. Like last year during COVID, we slowed down a little bit. And what we did was built out custom reporting dashboards. So now when a client onboards with us, they go to reports.bluewater.com and they have all of their data on one dashboard in real time yeah so that they're a no offense to our clients love you guys but we weren't getting phone calls every couple days hey what's this report look like what's this report and b they're able to go into all their accounts in one place and see yeah. everything you know and that's it's important like if you don't get reports your money's being wasted potentially yeah yeah very good very good perspective um, so what's, what's Blue Water looking to in the future? I know mm -hmm. you have the Savage uh, company. Um, mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about that and uh, wh where you want to see yourself moving forward. Yeah, so I am like the epitome of the, the lunatic entrepreneur. Yeah. My brain is always thinking about something. Yesterday was a crazy day, so I had the music turned up as loud as it could go to try and stop <laughs> thinking about work and different things. But... You know, my goal is is uh, to really provide for my family and help, you know, and and by helping people, I believe in karma and, and by helping people, I'm helped. Right. And so, yeah, we're, we're growing rapidly at the agency right now. So we're looking we're, we're we have two open positions right now with probably another one come January. Um, so that in itself is kind of like a. a I won't say well-oiled machine, but it's an oiled machine working. You know, there's always kinks yeah. to the plan. But the, what what positions are open? So case? we have social media marketing manager. We have a Google Ads marketing manager, and then we have a uh, project manager role. Mm -hmm. I don't know how those pieces are going to fit in yet, but um, those are all two now, one later. Um, and so, like, that's my baby. I mean, I grew that thing from start of like a $250 website and now mm. we're working with massive e-commerce companies and, and just amazing clients um, and so my goal always there is no exit plan with that I don't think I'll ever not be a marketing person who creates content I yeah. just it's my passion uh, the savagemangrooming.com is my little we work with all these e-commerce brands and I'm like man I know so much about this world let me dip my toes into direct-to-consumer where I have thousands of products at my house. Yeah. Um, and when we're doing the fulfillment and the marketing and all of that, kind of as a little side hustle. But yeah, what I thought I knew was enough, but then I deal with shipping and logistics. And, <laughs> and I, I had, you know, 2,000 products missing for 10 days by UPS. And I'm like, why, do, why does no. the United States have no. a logistics issue? And so being the lunatic I am I did some massive research into logistics and shipping around yeah. the world and learned so much information that I will never <laughs> want to yeah. learn again but um so that's like a little side hustle project and in, in 
it's more fun because we work with a lot of brands, right? The Blue Water brand is a B2B, so mm-hmm. we have to represent ourselves in, in a certain manner, of course. Mm-hmm. Our clients are all very professional brands who have their own brand identity. Mm-hmm. And I wanted some fun. And so we created Savage Man Grooming, and it's really a, an outlandishly funny brand that I get to do whatever I want with. Mm. Um, so we have some very funny scripts written. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a good friend of mine who's kind of the spokesman behind it with this big, burly, beautiful beard. Mm. And that's just like my fun project that, mm. you know, on a lo- after a long day, you're like, hey, let me make some funny videos for this beard company. Yeah. So... I love, it. I love it. Yeah, and so if the future is going to be exactly that. I mean, maybe more e-commerce brands if I can dial this thing in and process it out. Um, if not, I tried. I learned a lot. And the, the marketing company is like, mm. it's my passion. I love people and working and figuring things Helping out. Them. Yeah. Well, I'd like to give you an opportunity to speak directly to the listeners. Um, sure. And something that you would like to say. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope I didn't get into too much technical SEO and confuse you guys. We'll have to look at the uh, drop-off rates <laughs> when we start discussing search engine optimization. <laughs> but um, thank you guys for listening. Um, BlueWaterMarketing.com for everybody who's local. We're right on US-1 over the Roosevelt Bridge into Stewart. Love helping businesses, love speaking to people, learning about potentially how we can help. If you guys want to learn more about digital marketing, you can check me out on YouTube. Just search Chris Morano. I think there's 100 videos or something like that. All about marketing on a, on a very elementary, here's how to do this or here's why this is important. And if you have a beard or use any hair products, pomades or gels, go to savagemangrooming.com. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It was great. Thank you for listening to today's episode. This has been Jorge Coxar with Stories from PSL Florida. If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to like, to subscribe, and of course to share it. We value your reviews, so if you have something that you would like others to know about the show, please write us a review and give us a rating according to however you feel impressed. Also, if you'd like to contact us, send us an email at contact at pslflorida.com. Looking forward to hearing from you and looking forward to once again joining you on our journey to get to know the people, the places, the movements, and the businesses in our town. Till next time, goodbye.